This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. In his nearly five decades as a journalist, veteran CBS newsman Scott Pelley has witnessed the best and the worst reporting on breaking news around the globe and at home in the U.S. Along the way, he has met many extraordinary people who exemplify all that is good about humankind and others who have ceded their humanity to ambition, zealotry, or madness. Ultimately, Pelley has learned that it is those who have found the purpose of their own lives amid the vortex of historic events who supply inspiration for us all. In his engaging new memoir, Truth Worth Telling, a reporter's search for meaning in the stories of our time, the former CBS Evening News anchor and most decorated correspondent in the history of 60 Minutes, revisits the stories and people that have stirred him, changed him, and stayed with him. Scott Pelley has been a reporter and photographer for more than 45 years. He is best known for his work on 60 Minutes and as anchor and managing editor of the CBS Evening News. Pelley's work has been recognized with three DuPont Columbia Awards, three Peabody Awards, the Walter Cronkite Award for Excellence in Journalism, and 37 Emmy Awards. Pelley is the most awarded correspondent in the history of 60 Minutes. Been married to the love of his life, Jane, for 35 years. They have two children. Happy to have Scott Pelley join me now. Welcome. Steve, what a pleasure, and uh, what an amazing intro. I really, <laughs> I'm grateful to you. That sounds great. Thank you. This book is somewhat different from most journalists' career memoirs. What approach did you take when reflecting stories from your career, and what made you decide to write this memoir? You know, Steve, I, I wanted to write a memoir, but I didn't want to write a memoir about me. Uh, I didn't think anybody would care about that. But it occurred to me that I had, in all of these years at CBS News, met the most fascinating people in the world. And I wanted to write about them. I also felt that this was a time when politics seems uncertain, when terrorism seems ever-present, when we've been through economic difficulties, uh, such as the, the Great Recession, that, that people were looking for sort of a rock to to anchor themselves to. And so many of the chapters of the book are named after virtues, gallantry, valor, selflessness, authenticity, audacity, that sort of thing. And I write in each chapter about one of these characters that I've met in my life who discovered the meaning of their lives in the historic events of our time. Some of them are famous, you know, presidents and, and Bruce Springsteen and people like that. And a lot of them are people that you've never heard of, but you really should know. We're chatting with Scott Pelley here on Speaking of Writers. The book is Truth Worth Telling, a reporter's search for meaning in the stories of our times. The, the stories in the book, Scott, are not chronological, rather arranged thematically. Why did you begin with 9-11 and the attack on and the collapse of the World Trade Center? You know, I, I just, I was drawn to it. I couldn't do anything else. I was at the World Trade Center when uh, Tower Number 1 came down. That was the most moving, wrenching, life-changing experience I've ever had. And I watched those firefighters charging into those buildings, knowing the risk against just the chance that they might be able to save somebody. 340 Three members of the FDNY died that morning, the largest loss of life of any emergency service in, in human history. I really felt that I, if I did anything in this book, I wanted to pay tribute 
firefighters and all of those who sacrifice themselves on that terrible day in America. And I also wanted to understand it better. You know, the funny thing, Steve, is that if, you, if, you, I, if you're an eyewitness to an event, you really don't know very much. Mm. All you know is what you saw. So I did months and months of research finding radio transmissions of the FDNY, 911 phone calls from inside the building, engineering reports that were produced 10 years after the event that explained exactly how and why the buildings came down. And so I was able to take this incredible wealth of information and tie it back to those things that I saw with my own eyes. Like 9-11, you personally covered some of the most dramatic, violent, heartbreaking stories of our time, including Waco, Oklahoma City, Sandy Hook. How did your encounters during these dark times, Scott, shape you and the messages you hope to impart in this book? You know, I, I write in the book uh, about empathy. Empathy is the greatest gift that a writer can have, because with empathy you can wear the clothes of the person that you're writing about, understand more about their life. But empathy is also, I warn journalism students, it's a double-edged sword. Uh, when you cover all of these events, you know, you, you're, you're taking them on yourself. There's a, there's a PTSD involved in standing there watching Tower Number 1 come racing down toward you. And so I tell young journalism students that they, they need to be aware of that. They need to protect themselves. They need to have strong family relationships and friend relationships to help carry them through these difficult times. It also occurred to me that in the 21st century, in the young 21st century, we'd had all these serial shocks that I think have made many Americans feel a little bit off balance. The very first thing that happened in the year 2000 was we had a presidential election, first time in more than 100 years, in which the person who won the popular vote did not win the presidency. And then we had the Great Recession. We had 9-11. We had the war in Afghanistan. We had the war in Iraq. We had the second presidential election in which the person that won the popular vote did not win the presidency. And I felt that many of my fellow Americans were sort of thinking about the 21st century, you know, what the hell? <laughs> these, are, these are things that we had hoped to never see. These are elections that we thought we could count on. And so... In the book, I'm hoping to show people that a lot of Americans have the values that we all aspire to. And I wanted to talk in the book about who we are as Americans today and who we hope to be. Some of the most memorable chapters recall stories you did on military personnel in Iraq, Afghanistan. What values did you discover these men and women embodied? One of those chapters is entitled Selflessness, and it's about an Air Force nurse that I met at a combat hospital in Iraq. This hospital's very close to the battle so that they can get the wounded Marines and soldiers to the hospital in the shortest period of time, of course. In fact, it's so close to the battle that the surgeons working in the operating room wear sidearms. Well, one day this young Marine comes in. He'd been hit by a mortar. He was bleeding from three severed arteries. He was nearly bled to death by the time that he'd gotten to the operating room, and I was in the OR when he came in. 
and they proceeded to do a five surgeons on a five hour surgery on this young man they had to take one of his legs because it couldn't be repaired but all of the blood in the blood bank pumped through this young man's heart and out onto the floor because they couldn't stop all the bleeding as fast as they needed to and a nurse came into the OR at one point and said we're out of blood they'd run through all of the fresh blood in the blood bank well this nurse that I met named Paulette Shank was in charge of the operating rooms and she said I'll get more and she ran out of the tent and I thought what is she talking about more we just found out there isn't any more so I chased her out and in the next tent which was the blood bank by the time I got there I saw that she had opened her own veins and she was bleeding into bags and those bags were going into the operating room mm. this gave enough time for them to put out an all call around the base and in a minute there were 50 or 100 people in line giving blood bloods going directly into the OR and they saved this young man's life I met I met Kenny Lyon, this this young Marine, three months later at Walter Reed, where he's getting used to his new prosthetic leg. And, and that is the kind of thing that I saw among Americans on the battlefield. My guest is Scott Pelley, the 60 Minutes correspondent. His new book is Truth Worth Telling, a reporter's search for meaning in the stories of our times. You started out your career what, as a copy boy in Lubbock, Texas, over 40 years ago. That's right. You know, my, my career in search of the truth uh, started with a lie. <laughs> the, I wanted to work in this business so much as a young man, uh, almost a child, really. Uh, the Avalanche Journal newspaper, the 90,000 daily paper in my hometown of Lubbock, Texas, uh, hired copy boys who worked on the three to midnight shift after their high school day had concluded. But they only hired kids who were 16 and above, I had a little temporal problem. I was only 15. So I fibbed about my age, and I got the job. <laughs> and uh, I've been working in journalism full-time ever since. Did you always like to write? You know, my passion was photography. That's why I went, wanted to work at the paper. I wanted to get a job in the back then, the dark room, and work with the photographers there. And so... One day, the executive editor of the newspaper came into the wire room where I worked. I'd been there about a year at this point. I was finally 16 years old. And he looked down at me. He was kind of a barrel-chested guy with Marine Corps bearing. And he looked down at me. I was working on my high school homework. And he said, do you want to be a reporter? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I never gave it any thought. He said, well, do you or don't you? And I said, well, sure, I guess. <laughs> so he, he took me out into the newsroom, sat me in front of a typewriter, which I had no idea how to operate, and I've been a reporter ever since. Um, so I had to learn writing in a hurry, and so that's what I've been doing my entire career. And I, I often tell young people, if you want to be a good writer, read good writing. Yes. Read Steinbeck, read John McPhee, read all of these people who, who write novels and nonfiction in a literary style and study, study, study the way, the, the way these things are written. I just told a young woman yesterday who was asking for advice, I told her to read John McPhee, and I said, if you start getting carried away in the stories and the character, stop. You're doing it wrong. Look at the sentence structure. Look at the choice of the words. 
Look at the words that McPhee makes up that are not in the dictionary, but are exactly right for what he's describing. The command of the language, yeah. Absolutely yeah. right. And uh, the more I read, the better my writing gets. And uh, I also tell young people there's no such thing as good writing. There's only good rewriting. And this, this draft of this book uh, that we're discussing is probably draft number eight. Um, I wrote the whole thing, 130,000 words, and then I went back to the beginning and rewrote the whole thing and back through and back through. Um, and just the way we do our scripts at 60 Minutes, we rewrite those scripts at 60 Minutes a dozen times before the public ever sees them. Chatting with Scott Pelley here on Speaking of Writers. His new book is Truth Worth Telling, a reporter's search for meaning in the stories of our times. Scott, if you were starting your career today, would you do anything differently? Well, you know, I started when there were three television networks, as God intended. And so uh, this is a very different environment, obviously, in the Internet uh, age. One thing I tell young people is, and this is quite true, there, there have never been more jobs. There have never been more jobs in journalism than there are today. And I'm going to tell you that we have just entered the golden age of documentaries. There used to be no home for these hour-long documentaries. Now they're everywhere. You yeah. see them on Netflix. You see them on Amazon. They, you see them on HBO. Brilliant, brilliant work. Great journalism. And so I think this is a, a terrific age to get into what we do. But here's the message that I like to give to young people. There is no democracy without journalism. The founders gave us, we the people, the power over the government. But the only way we can exercise that power is with reliable, independent information. And I fear, Steve, that we have moved now seamlessly from the information age to the disinformation age. Never before in human history has more, of it, more information been available to more people. That's a great thing. But it is also true that never before has more bad information been available to more people. That is the poison that can destroy a democracy because the lifeblood of a democracy is independent, reliable information. And so I tell young people interested in journalism that the stakes are just that high, and I think that journalism for the American people has literally never been more important than it is today because so much of our information has been poisoned by hostile nation-states, cynical actors who are out to make a buck, and cynical politicians who are out to win an election. In our remaining moments with Scott Pelley, the 60 Minutes correspondent, his new book is Truth Worth Telling, a reporter's search for meaning in the stories of our time. Scott, I want to talk to you about some of your colleagues who shaped you. Let's start with Walter Cronkite. You know, Walter and I were great friends. Walter was retired by the time that I got to CBS 30 years ago. But, um, but we saw each other uh, many, many, many times. Uh, I got to know his wife, Betsy, and, and Walter was just a beacon for all of us. You know, when I was managing editor of the Evening News and the anchor of the CBS Evening News, I had a guy in the Evening News office named uh, Jim McGlinchey, who was the senior broadcast producer. And there was a reason I wanted him to be the senior broadcast producer. He had worked 
with Walter Cronkite at the Walter Cronkite Evening News all those years before. And every once in a while, we would have a tough editorial decision to make, and I would literally say, Jimmy, what would Walter do? Um, he was such a beacon to all of us and remains so at CBS News. I'll, I'll tell you about another person, probably the person at CBS News who uh, influenced me the most, and that was Bob Simon, mm. uh, my colleague at 60 Minutes, the late Bob Simon. Uh, when the Gulf War was about to touch off in 1990, Bob and I went uh, to uh, be the correspondents in the bureau in Dharan, Saudi Arabia. Bob was by far the senior correspondent. I was the new kid at the network they were trying out, essentially, back then. Bob had been in Vietnam. He'd covered every gunfight in the Middle East. He was just uh, the, the icon of a war correspondent. One night there was an air raid. Uh, Saddam was lobbing missiles into Dharan, and uh, the sirens went off, and the air raid warden ran into our bureau and said, okay, everybody down to the bomb shelter. So everybody gets up, and we all go down to the bomb shelter. Now I'm down in the bomb shelter. I'm looking around. I don't see Bob. I'm worried about Bob. So I leave the bomb shelter to go find Bob. I find Bob Simon. He's on the roof of the hotel with a camera crew live on the network describing the missiles coming down around him. And in that moment, I'll never forget, it's like it was yesterday, in that moment I said to myself, that's what a war correspondent does. And I had seen my last bomb shelter. Uh, his courage, his beautiful writing, uh, I went to school on both of those uh, for, for the rest of Bob's life. And so, you know, it, it, what I learned in that moment was, as we say in the book, when America goes to war, all of America has to go. And the way that all of America goes is with the independent, reliable reporting of the war correspondent on the ground. And people always say, oh, my God, isn't that dangerous? Well, yes, many of my friends and colleagues have been killed. But it's indispensable because wartime is exactly the moment that the American people need independent reporting the most. And so a lot of professions are those in which men and women go to work and don't know if they'll ever get back to their families, police officers, firefighters, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, and journalism is one of those, and those are the risks that we have to accept when we sign up. He was fearless, terrific correspondent, uh, the late Bob Simon. Absolutely uh, amazing. Uh, uh, such a great writer. Uh, Bob was not a patient teacher, a mentor, so to speak. Um, he, he wasn't the type, um, but uh, I used to take his scripts. I would see one of his stories on the air. I would get a transcript of his story and study the sentence structure, the use of metaphor, the use of irony, and all of those things. Um, he was uh, the, the most brilliant writer ever at 60 Minutes. And um, he, he died, as some of your listeners may remember, in a, just a typical car accident. Yeah on the West Side Highway in New York. He wasn't even driving. He was a passenger in the car. 
And, you know, no one would have appreciated the irony more than Bob. Uh, Here is a man who risked everything for decades. Vietnam, Middle East, everywhere, every gunfight in the world he went to. And um, we lost him far, far too soon at the age of 72. Scott Pelley, 60 Minutes correspondent. The book is Truth Worth Telling, a reporter's search for meaning in the stories of our time. Scott, thank you so much for joining me. Steve, I am grateful to be with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that is Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.